When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of our series looking at all the latest Arsenal news on our Arsenal Agenda show. I'm joined by Bailey. How you doing, mate? You good? You well? Yeah, I'm all good, TC. How are you, mate? Not bad, not bad. We're kind of waiting for the end of the season now. Um, <laughs> that's a, a disappointing end. Maybe there'll be a surprise. I doubt it, um, but maybe there will be. Speaking of what will happen the last day of the season, of course, last night, Everton confirmed their uh, safety with a win over Crystal Palace. We've already been burned by a side with nothing to play for in Newcastle. How do you think last night's result will affect the way Everton play on Sunday? Uh, honestly, I don't think it will affect things. I think they might play with a bit more confidence. They might play a little bit uh, less less nerves because they have nothing to play for. But again, they're on a high, they're on the up. So regardless, I think they'll still play with the high intensity that they're expected to play with. And they'll want to get a win against Arsenal to really push on. And, and Lampard will want his boys to get a win for next season for a good start. So I don't think we should look at it and say, yes, everything has a fire, so it should be easier for us now. No, that's not the way we should look at it. We should look at our own performance and say we need to step up because regardless of how, if we're still fighting for relegation or not, the way we've been playing in recent weeks, I don't think it matters what the state of the other team is because we've been very poor. So, mm. yeah, I'd say if I had to choose between whether rather than playing for nothing or playing for relegation, of course I'll choose nothing. But again, with Arsenal's result on Monday, it's made it less important, less important. You just feel like, oh, do you know what? It's just, just see how it goes regardless. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. But I, look, I, I, I wrote a piece on this yesterday talking about how like it's impossible to know whether or not um, it, it will be affected. I think that there's a chance that if they had have had something to play for, then the pressure would have been on them um, as well and that that could have forced errors and mistakes. But, you know, it's more reason for them to kind of hold on to a, a point or a draw or, a, you know, a one-goal lead if they have it, whereas now they can just play with freedom. Um, it was interesting seeing Richarlison's tweet. Did you see Richarlison's tweet this morning? Yeah, it's Jamie Carragher. Like Carragher that. responded. Um, you know, I thought Carragher's response was pretty witty um, and, you know, pretty diffusing in its response. What do you make of that? Because, I mean, you know, players get criticised by yeah. pundits a lot. And I think it stems from Carragher's criticism of his, like, dive that wasn't a dive he really rolled his ankle against Liverpool and and Carragher criticized him for it um but what, what do you make of kind of that I like it it's a freedom of expression I think in every other sport you see this happen I know in NBA basketball players they always come out and speak they even go on shows to to speak and defend themselves so I think it's only mm. right footballers are given the same opportunity and if they want to say how they feel they should be allowed to say how they feel footballers are not robots at the end of the day you look at the situation of course of after the match the aftermath of the match when certain things happen i think footballers need to people need to realize footballers are humans just like us and if they want to express themselves on social media the same the same way we do then they are allowed to they deserve to defend themselves and i think i love what ricardo did and i hope more footballers do it because he has them a voice also creates a personality and it shows to people that they're not just there to be 
by a uh, bitter and not and not receive anything back. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that when it comes down to these types of criticisms, they can cross the line. They expect expect no response at all. And when they get a response, often it's it's like the Granite Xhaka uh, thing after the the Newcastle game. You know, immediately after that, there was a lot of emotion and anger about what he said. But the way that Gary Neville approached it, like calling him a disgrace and stuff like that, you know. I, is that crossed the line? I mean, Jacker, you know, and from the feeling of inside the dressing room, he wasn't calling anyone out in, in, in particular. He was talking about the team as a whole, not being good enough. And, you know, I don't mind that accountability and honesty uh, now having reflected upon what he said and, and understood it in the context of what happened. But yeah, players sometimes I think are too attacked. I also think there's an element of, you know, a lot of the pundits that are around are from a different kind of era of football. That's why I think I like a lot of what Micah Richards says in particular, because, you know, he's played in a, in more of the modern era compared to, say, the likes of Neville and Carragher that have been around more in the noughties of, of football than the, 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 the 2010s. And I think that maybe that that tells maybe a bit more and that the different landscape of football as it's changed and that certain pressures are, are around now that weren't before. But who knows? Um, we'll have to wait and see. Anyway, there is some more stuff to be speaking and talking about regarding Arsenal as well. Um, Reese Nelson. It is impossible, apparently, for him to continue on at Feyenoord, according to uh, the Feyenoord executives. He could return to Arsenal. There are reports emerging that supposedly Arsenal have been impressed with his loan spell there. Do you think it would be the right move to integrate him into the team? Funnily enough, I did, I did a piece, I wrote a piece uh, a couple of days ago on how the European League, Arsenal being in the European League, is perfect for Reese Nelson and why he should stay at the club because of this. I think the Newcastle performance showed that Pepe will not be at the club next year. And Arsenal are going to need to replace him. And I don't think we can afford to consistently replace every single player in the squad. Now, we're going to have to use the, the depth from our loan and the players who are doing well. Reese Nelson has done very well in Europe, in UEFA for Europa Conference League. So, hopefully, mm. he can re replicate that form in the Europa League for Arsenal because we are going to need to rotate a lot. And we all, we all need the Europa League squad as well. And I think Reese Nelson deserves an opportunity in that. And I don't think he's in the way of any youngsters coming through. So, I think give Reese Nelson that shot and let him have a year at Arsenal before also he needs to sign a new contract so we can get more money for him so give him a give him a new contract give him a, a year to see how he does and if he doesn't do well then we sell him on but I definitely definitely look to give him another year after the the good turnaround in the second half of the season he's had that fire not Mm, absolutely I think that with with any player you've got to have an open mind to their return you know we I haven't really watched anything of, of Nelson this season to be able to sit here and go no he's not good enough etc etc I thought that if he has a good loan spell it means that Arsenal will be able to get more money for him maybe in the summer but if he's impressed to a level that the club feel that he can come back and contribute if he wants to sign a new contract and all of that and it doesn't necessarily affect us going for sort of a, a wide forward upgrade on what we've already got and that he's going to be integrated into the team with, you know, the, the Europa League responsibilities that we've got maybe next season. I have no issue with that. Um, but I do think it needs to be considered a move which ultimately does not affect what we were going to do in the market, if that makes sense. Do you think that's fair? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the other bit of news coming from uh, one of Arsenal's loanees this season um, is, of course, William Saliba. And uh, William Saliba was talking about kind of his time at Arsenal in an interview I think he did in French, which is gradually being fully translated. Um, but he said about the when he kind of was spending time with the under-23s, and he spoke honestly about it, basically saying, you know, he didn't enjoy it, he didn't want to do it, he didn't want to play with the under-23s. Is that fair, or should he have been applying himself more? 
I think it's fair. I think it's fair. He's a top quality centre back. He had two years a year or two years in a year, sorry, in in league one where he was a regular centre back, and suddenly he comes back to England and he's almost relegated to the under 23s. I get he was still playing. It wasn't like he was rejecting to play for the under 23s. Mm. He was still playing at the end of the day, and I think that's fine. I think that shows the of course the strong mentality of him. I think with a centre back, you need your defenders with a type of mentality that is that is strong and and doesn't almost self-doubt themselves and of course he believes in his ability and I think that's a I look at that as a positive rather than a negative and he's mm. he's got every right because if he's performing in league on he's he's labeled as one of the most promising French defenders to suddenly to come back to England and Arsenal and play in the under 23s and Arsenal weren't doing great themselves in the defensive positions it must feel quite quite self-damaging and quite no I'm better than this and I should be playing for the first team and I think that's reflected his mentality has reflected why he's done so well this season and once again I must say he's been called up for the Nations League. Um, we got up for the Nations for the France squad in the Nations League, and that is just yeah. once again major pointed to how Deschamps uh, believes in him, how the French French media also also praises him, and he's got a strong mentality, and hopefully he can bring that to Arsenal because yeah, we need we need them next season for sure. <laughs> yeah, I really think we will need him. I think there's an opportunity for him to get into yeah. the team to compete to rotate with the amount of games that we're going to have next season as well, and you know there's that chance for him to play. I think there'll be plenty of opportunities for him to play. I don't see why there wouldn't be. Um, I think that with the players that we're being linked with, it's interesting seeing that we're linked to both a left and right back. I think the right back ones in particular interesting because it could mean that Tommy Asu becomes a rotational figure at centre back as well, and we could use him at centre back if we needed him to, and his versatility going to be a real asset to us and so he could play alongside Saliba or next to Saliba at right back and then you could bring in say this Nahuela Molina who's been linked with us uh, from Udinese to come in and play right back so there's lots of options for Arsenal if we get the business done right and I don't think Saliba should be discouraged by prior experience at Arsenal I think we've handled his last 18 months well getting him those two loan moves to Nice and Marseille he's improved a hell of a lot he's grown and matured as a person and I think it's been beneficial I wouldn't have changed you know anything about this season I wouldn't have not sent him out on loan this season I would have made sure that he went out on loan and I think it's been beneficial to him and we'll move on from there of course and, and hope that something good happens now Keith Kim um, in, <laughs> points out uh, the Mia Dima or Miedema rather has signed a brand new contract maybe she could get into the men's team for us yeah, I mean fair. we could have done with Miedema yeah. I tell you this season because she's been scoring some fantastic goals but it's great news because there was you know a worry that she would go to Barcelona Arsenal have had a you know a very decent season. I feel that they didn't quite get to what they wanted to achieve, which was the title. You know, we've dropped points in in certain games that maybe we shouldn't have done, but we took it to the final day of the season against a Chelsea side that have you know absolutely dominated English football for the most part, and they've got players like Sam Kerr who is who's just brilliant. But making sure that we keep Miedemar at the club was really key to what we can hopefully achieve next season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. As you know. You the striker who scores goals. You don't score goals, you don't win titles. You don't score goals, you don't challenge with the best. And Miedemar signing a new contract can only be a positive for, for the Arsenal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we look forward to seeing her next season. I believe it's only a one-year extension. Um, and I, I feel that's kind of a, a contract that's like, look, prove to me why I should stay here for longer than just this year. And uh, we'll see what happens. But I feel this might be our last chance saloon to to make sure that we can convince her to stay. So let's see what happens. Um, Afsar says, I'm more worried about losing Saka and Gabby to Champions League clubs and maybe other going to Champions League teams. Are you worried about this? Do you think there's a chance Arsenal could lose their best players? I wouldn't say worried, but I am. there is a slight hint of, of concern there because I know Football at London understood that uh, 
getting Saka into a new contract was Arsenal's priority for the summer. Mm. But if you're Saka, you're going to look at it as though, okay, can we get Champions League football here? Are we being realistic? Because next season, it's going to be even tougher than it is this year because Manchester United, of course, will be back with Eriton Hag. Mm. You can't forget Newcastle and their rise next season. They're going to be an absolute problem, which we should not ignore. Of course, Tottenham with Son and Conte, if they get Champions League football, they will only improve. And Chelsea, Liverpool and City, mm. they're, they're another level still. So it will be harder for Arsenal. And Saka will be looking at it. If we don't get Champions League anytime soon, your footballer at the end of the day. And I think the best footballers want to play in their best competition. So he will look at it. But I think for now, Saka is the franchise of Arsenal Football Club. He's the face of the franchise. So I think it's best in his best interest to stay at the moment. And then maybe in a couple of years, if we're not in the Champions League, then I'd really be worried about him leaving. Mm, absolutely um, yeah fingers crossed that something gets sorted out but we'll have to wait and see um, what indeed changes with Saka Look, because he's a he's a must keep you know he's, he's a generational talent that could turn into a world class player for us in the future and we need to be keeping that type of players at the club um, Mark says it will be interesting to see if Saka and Gabriel trust the process and speaking of trusting the process there's been an interesting interview released with Mikel Arteta and BBC Sport um, in which he says, in a week's time when we are all on holiday and we look back at what we've done, whether we are in the Champions League or the Europa League, I think everybody will agree that we did more than what was expected. What do you make of that quote? From the start of the season, absolutely. You're not wrong, Arteta. You're spot on. I agree. Even from January, I agree. However, the last two months, I completely disagree. I think I'm still struggling to get over the defeats to Crystal Palace, Brighton and Southampton. That is, that is like a dagger to my heart. I think we really could just one win from that, three draws from that, we would be in the top four right now. That does hurt. Mm. I think we really lost it from a great position. But again, if you're talking about the start of the season, even three games into the season, yes, you're right. But again, top six was our target and we've reached top six. So to say it was an absolute overachievement now is wrong. We've reached our targets, what we wanted to get. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see how we're feeling in the summer. I think I'm still disappointed about Monday. It's still, it's still fresh in my mind. I think I still have my concerns. But there is positives to take as well. But the concerns are the fact that we lost it from a great position the same mm. way we did against Villarreal and the year before that and the year before that. I've said this before, progression comes with results. And if we don't get results, then that's no proof of progression. Maybe we've got a more healthy system and healthy squad to reach the progression. But... Again, we need to we need results and results prove progression. And 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 if we get the Champions League, then for me that would be a big, 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 big booster. But until then, we've reached our target, and that's our target. Yeah, I I say I don't necessarily have an issue at all with with what Arteta said there. I think that he's right. I think people will look back on this season and go, oh, yeah, Arsenal did more than what we expected them to. Um, it's a disappointment because we had top four in our hands, you know, and we had that opportunity. I think there are factors certainly associated, some in and some out of our control that contributed to us missing out on it or potentially missing out on it. Um, but, but yeah, look, I, I think that fifth place was about where I thought we were. I said at the season, I think we've got the fifth best squad in the league. I think after January, we probably had the sixth best squad in the league because we weakened ourselves and Spurs, you know, strengthened themselves. Uh, and then obviously the injuries that affected us too, but we could have done more in January to combat that. And we arguably should have done more in January to combat that. And maybe we're now seeing the, you know, because of, of what we failed to do and where we're now achieving with the position that we are expected to get. But it's progression from last year. It's moving us in the right direction. It's not the same fifth place that, say, Uno Emery was in. For me, that was a fifth place that was still going in a backwards trajectory. And we saw that with what happened, you know, with that team in the next season and eventually Emery getting sacked in eighth place and Arteta taking over in 11th place. 
we've now started to arrest that slide and put us back in the right direction. I feel this is, you know, us going on the up. So that's where I'm looking at Arsenal right now as a team progressing forwards. But as soon as that stops happening, then you need to start asking some questions. And we certainly will be doing that next season if that turns out to be the case. Anyway, we're going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Really appreciate your time as always. Uh, Bailey, thank you so much, as always, for coming on the show. Thank you, TC, as always, and everyone in the comment section as well. Absolutely. We'll have more content for you coming out over the next few days or so. Mikel Arteta's press conference is also today, so we'll be able to catch up on that when it releases. And uh, yeah, we'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way. Oh,